Welcome back to Between the Sheets with Melissa and Scarlett, episode number... What the hell episode number are we on? I have no idea. We haven't done this for a little while. 11? 11, yes. 11? That's okay, right. It's 11. 11. Okay. So um, let's see. Let's just dive right into it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So first up, this is a little bit of news that we found on IFL Science, otherwise known I as... I fucking love science. And it says, this fungus can instantly induce an earth-shattering orgasm. <laughs> so my question is... Where is it and how do I, can I get some? Exactly. <laughs> how much and how do I get it? Like, here, Where take my money. Yes. <laughs> I would like to experience that, please. Seriously. Like, and how is this even possible? Okay, so it says, officially discovered back in 2001. 2001?! That's like holy shit! So they've known about it for a long time. Yeah, they've known about it forever. There's probably been like six people. They've just been um, experiencing earth-shattering orgasms every day, and they haven't told anybody. I know. Like how how unfair is that? You know. <laughs> so okay. So over a decade ago, officially discovered back in 2001, John Halliday and Noah Soul. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name, were the first to record the effects of a fungus that could instantly induce female orgasm. But not male. Yeah, not male for some reason. In fact, men find it repulsive. So let me go on here. So there's this whole... All right, so it's an unusual fungi growing in recent lava flows on the island of Hawaii. Oh, so another reason to go to Hawaii. Exactly. We should pack our bags tomorrow. I was going to say, unfortunately, we can't hitchhike there. I know, I know. It's like, like get like a canoe. (laughs) (laughs) We want the fungi. Oh, God, we'd be such shark bait. I know, totally. That's okay. Um, So it's a bright orange mushroom. So at least it's easy to see. So we're just going to find our lava flow and look for the bright orange mushrooms. And you don't even have to eat it because I have like kind of a little bit of an issue with mushrooms. I find mushrooms kind of weird. But you don't even have to eat it. All you have to do is smell it. Okay. And it produces this intense aphrodisiac. So it's it's bright orange. So what is Amanita mascara is bright red. That's the ones that you find out in the forest that you can dry and um, shake down and smoke. (laughs) (laughs) And then what happens? Um, you have, like, it's it's a pretty mild hallucinogen, but, uh, yeah, that it grows all in the forests in Europe. It's, it's your typical, like, bright red fungi with the little white The little dots. white dots. It's, it's poisonous, so you have to be careful with it. Right, right. So, like, the last time I had it's mushrooms. Not psilocybin. Yeah, that was yeah. the last, I had a psilocybin one. I mean, this was, like, forever ago, and I don't remember much of that particular night. <laughs> Except for pretending I was a cat and vomiting, and the rest is a blur. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so here it says, okay, so the, what does this say here? It says, they asked the volunteers to take a deep whiff, and then they recorded their arousal level. So I guess you'd have to, like, be honest with your... I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to record someone's arousal well, level. if you have an instant orgasm... It's kind of obvious, <laughs> I, I was going to say, wouldn't that be obvious? And it says here, the results recorded in the journal show a significant increase in arousal with nearly half of the women experiencing spontaneous orgasms. I mean, that kind of blows my mind. Yeah. 
And then it says all of the men, on the other hand, claimed it smelled absolutely disgusting. Crazy. So crazy, dudes crazy, are just crazy. like, no, that's gross. Doesn't work. Um, but I love it. I totally love it. I want to find it. I want to like. <laughs> I want to try it. Patent it and sell it and make billions of dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh, it would be great. It would. Be, it, would it would be great to try. I remember there was this. I can't even remember what the name it was, but it was pina colada flavored that like you put down on your nether regions that was supposed to make you have more intense orgasms. And I think there was the word pussy in it, but I can't remember. Hmm. Um, I can remember the bottle, but I I tried it. It was many years ago. And, like, it made everything warmer, Mm. but it didn't really do what it said it was supposed to do. And I was, then it was like, what the fuck chemicals did I just put down Like, what have I done to myself? I've burned my vagina off. (laughs) I've tried those things, too, up at the, oh, what is that stuff, Pleasure Chest up uh-huh. in Hollywood? This is where, yeah, this came from the Pleasure Chest in Chicago. So there you go. We, everybody loves the Pleasure Chest. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I had the same thing where it just felt warm. It was yeah. like, I don't know, Perhaps eating cinnamon maybe a little or something. more sensitive, but I did, it did not induce earth-shattering orgasms. Right. Yeah. So we need this fungus. We need the fungus. And we need Somebody send us some. Yes. <laughs> we'll, Absolutely. We Somebody in Hawaii. You know, we'll even test drive it on air. Absolutely. <laughs> if someone can go to Hawaii and find us these damn mushrooms. And send them to us. We, we will we, sniff we, them. We will sniff them and test them on air. We'll even put them on video and YouTube <laughs> that shit. I'm telling you. So do it. Okay. Okay. So let's see what's next up. What do we want to do next? Oh, there's the motorhead thing. Oh, I love this. Okay, this so, so great. I'm going to open this other one because I Christmas think Christmas is coming. Yes, along this with is other <laughs> things and people. This is a lovely Christmas gift. So I would love to have this in my stocking, Santa. So Motorhead, y'all know what Motorhead is. Of course, I everyone assume. knows who Motorhead is. The loudest fucking band on earth. World renowned heavy metal legends, Motorhead, have turned their attention. To your intimate pleasure <laughs> with their own range of branded sex toys. I mean, how genius is I know, this? I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. When I, when I got sent this, I was just like, very rarely am I, usually I'm like amused or whatever. And I was like, I want this. <laughs> I, I totally want this. So what else does this say? Powerful classic vibrators and bullets are amongst the lineup each packing a powerful punch that captures the rock and roll lifestyle of the band perfectly. Prepare for the sort of mind-blowing orgasms you'd expect from the loudest band on earth. Yes! (laughs) What are the names of them? Okay, we have, first up, let's see, the Motorhead Ace of Spades. (laughs) Ten-function bullet vibrator. Classic. For, let's see, now it's in, what are those? Uh, euros? euros? I can't see. $14.99. Um, that's in euros, I guess. Then there's the Motorhead Ace of Spades 7-function power classic vibrator, vibrator, which is $29.99. Okay. And then there's the Motorhead Overkill 10-function yes. bullet vibrator. I'm surprised they don't have an Eat the Rich vibrator. I know, they totally should. (laughs) And then they have another version of the Overkill, but it's the classic vibrator. So so basically it's like you got four choices and 
you know, two bullet, two classic vibrators. vibrators. But I, you know, I kind of like this, the Ace of Spades one, I think, if I was going to get one. And I'm sure, like, you could go up to the Rainbow and see Lemmy and be like, do you want to autograph my vibrator? Oh my God, he totally would. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he'd be quite chuffed at that. Oh my God, look at the size, though. Okay, so you can't see this because it's on, you know, whatever, but they're showing this, they have the size difference between the bullets. The bullets and the full size. The full size is pretty damn large. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it would be a little too, <laughs> a little, it's a little intimidating, You'd be a little I think. intimidated by that? Yeah. It'd be like, I need a few drinks, you know, to get in the mood. Maybe listen <laughs> to some Motorhead. <laughs> case of lube and some Motorhead playing, and maybe. But so, yeah, so everybody has to go out and buy one and then let us know. Uh, yeah, or you know what, buy one for us and we'll let you know. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I don't that know was if, bad. I don't know if that one will be live on. <laughs> I don't know if YouTube would allow us to upload that. But, you know, maybe we could do, like, a little hush-hush video. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could give an endorsement. That's true. You have totally. to try it first. Totally. Gladly give an endorsement. Absolutely. Okay, so next up comes from one of my favorite websites, Pathios. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's Pathios. okay. Um, Pathios. Bible Belt Christians love online porn, including, (laughs) are you ready for it? I'm ready. Gay porn. Yay! Why Google is a godsend to religious conservatives. So in 2012, the New York Times published an article about strip clubs in Tampa. Business at the... Florida? Yes, Florida! (laughs) Ding, 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 ding! Business at the establishments boomed, the Times reported, when the National Republican Convention came to town in ways that it didn't when left-leaning conventioneers descended on the city. Oh, so they're right-wing Republican Christians. Hooray! Secret perverts. Uh, All of them. One strip club proprietor said daily revenue during the RNC gathering was three times (laughs) that of the take during the Super Bowl, another high-grossing event for peddlers of sexual titillation. Uh, Everybody loves the Super Bowl. But apparently the RNC even more. Or the... You could still quibble over what those things meant. Republican convention goers could simply have higher incomes than their counterparts on the left, making it easier for them to spend bigger butts. Maybe. Uh, that seems like kind of a lame argument. Yeah, it's a lame argument. Yeah. So maybe Democrats and associated groups. Are poor, so they don't go to strip clubs? Right. So they're less perverted? Yeah, they're saying we're just as interested in exotic dancing, but more reluctant to be seen indulging in activities that their fellow political uh, fellows may condemn as misogynistic. I don't know. Now, however, 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 thanks to Canadian psychologists Kara McManus and Gordon Hodson, we have a scientifically sound look at the link between lustful interest in sexual imagery on the one hand and conservatism, <laughs> a.k.a. porn, <laughs> yeah, and religiosity <laughs> on the other. The researchers published their paper in the peer-reviewed journal Archives of Sexual Behavior and titled it straightforwardly, do American states with more religious or conservative populations search more for sexual content on Google? And the answer is... Hell yes! <laughs> McKinnis and Hodson scrutinized Google porn search data and found that, controlled for factors like population, income, and other variables, states where religiosity and conservative ideas are more prevalent 
also stand out in volume of porn searches. (laughs) How hilarious is this? The proof is there. So from the abstract, this is from their report. We observed moderate to large positive associations between one, greater proportions of state-level religiosity and general web searching for sexual content, and two, greater proportions of state-level conservatism and image-specific searchings for sex. These findings were interpreted in terms of the paradoxical hypothesis that a greater preponderance of right-leaning ideologies is associated with greater preoccupation with sexual content in private internet activity. I just think this is hilarious. I think it's hilarious, and you know what? It's totally true. What do you want? Anything you can't have. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's like the most basic human idiom. Anything you want, you can't have. Absolutely. I mean, like... To make it... Oh, my God. Hypocrite much? Mm -hmm. Hypocrites? Hypocrites? Fabulous. And just to personalize it for a moment. Yeah. When I was young, growing up, I was not raised to be religious at all. Mm -hmm. I had... Part of my family was raised... Was very Catholic. Another part of my family was, like, kind of sort of Protestant. But my parents were like... You know, no. We're We're raising her agnostic. No leanings towards any kind of religion. And they also... They never really punished me. I didn't have curfews. I didn't have to go to bed at a certain time. I basically had, like, no rules impl- like put onto me at all whatsoever. As a result, <laughs> growing up, I was, like, the most prudish, polite, respectful <laughs> child on the freaking planet. Like... I just, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't, like, do the whole, I'm going to sneak out and get wasted and do drugs and have sex with everybody. I was, like, you know, I was, like, the girl who was at the party who, like, partially sipped half a wine cooler and then went home early. Oh, my gosh. Unlike myself, who grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist commune and, like, grew up in complete repression, who, from the age of God knows what, was as rebellious as she could possibly be. So, and see? so, yes, and ran away, and, uh, yeah, it was bad, 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 bad. So I'm telling so you. it's true. Yeah. Anything you want, you can't have. Yeah. And so, yeah, so if you repress people, yeah. their minds spin out and go, well, what, what is it then? Like, you know, it's, it's sort oh, of yeah. like this Everybody temptation. Everybody loves the taboo. Everybody loves temptation. I mean, that's hardwired into us. Totally. That's what I, I never get about their arguments, where it's just like, Really? Okay, so if you do not, you know, incorporate your shadow self, if you do not, like, incorporate whatever these dark things are about yourself and take a good look at them and realize whatever, if you just push them to the side, they're going to ferment. They're going to, like, do terrible things to your psyche. Oh, absolutely. They're going to grow. They're going to, like, become these, like, drooling monsters in the background of (laughs) your mind. They're waiting for you to, like... Get a little depressed so they can take over. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, it's like that whole that whole crazy the du- the Duggars family or whatever. I, I can't. I don't that. know. I don't know much about it because I don't watch reality television. Too. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I know some people love it, but I just personally don't get into reality. I missed TV. it all because I was over in Europe and we didn't have TV. So. It was yeah. It was some. It's one of those families where it's like they have like 19 kids or something like that, and Jesus they have like really Christ. hardcore fundamental. Fun, what is it? Fundamental. Fun, fundamental. <laughs> Fun, what is it? Fundamentalism? Fundamental, but I just said fun for mentals. Fun for mentals. You know, the, the hardcore Christians who, like, don't believe in, I don't know, 
breathing. Obviously, they don't believe in um, protection. Yeah, they don't believe in protection. <laughs> obviously, they don't believe in. But uh, one of them was like, you know, going going online, I guess, and like look, you know. Get finding porn stars or hookers or something. I don't even know. I, I shouldn't even talk because I don't really know the whole story. I kind of, like, glossed over it. But the point is, is that you have these, like, hardcore Christians who are doing all this sneaky, shady shit that they're, yeah. but yet spouting, oh, gay marriage is going to ruin this country and we have to go wow. back to traditional values and blah, 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 and women should be submissive to men and all this bullshit. Yeah, the whole patriarchal thing. But, but yet, I, underneath it all, they're the ones really ruining the country <laughs> with their dark seediness, you know? Whereas if you just, like, confront it... Let your freak flag fly high! Seriously! Totally. And be cool with sex! Yeah. You know, like... And be cool with other people's sex. As long as they are not hurting other people, right. they're not harming themselves, or they're not harming animals and children. Otherwise, who the fuck cares? Exactly. Totally. Okay, so to keep with our fun Christian... Our horny Christians. Our horny... Our, our horny fun fundamentalist Christians. So, according to this one Christian pastor, sex belongs to Christians. Okay. Christian educator John Piper is no stranger to making offensive, opportunistic statements. <laughs> is he from Florida? He must be. <laughs> when the Sandy Hook shootings happened, he called it a warning from God to turn to Christ. Okay. His latest idiotic statement, sex belongs to Christians, which I guess means all of us are doing it wrong, literally. And this is a quote from the dude. Sex belongs to Christians because sex belongs to God. God created it to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. If it is used by those who do not believe and know the truth, it is prostituted. They have exchanged the glory of God for images. They have torn sex from its God-appointed place in the orbit of marriage. But they do not know what they are doing and the price they will pay in this life and the next is incalculable. Yeah, okay, whatever. But what does it say about masturbation? Oh, it doesn't say anything about that. But, you know, that's totally going to be out with everything else. <laughs> it's going to tell you you're going to grow fur on your palms. Oh, totally. <laughs> See, the pleasures of sex are meant for believers. They are designed for their greatest expression by Wait, the children have, of you have God. To, you have to read this like you're a preacher. Oh, God, I can't read it like you a can, preacher. You, you read can. it like a preacher. Except I don't have glasses on, so you have to make it bigger. Oops. He saves. Uh, okay. Where was it? He saves. He saves his richest gifts for his children. And as we enjoy his gift of sex, we say by our covenant faithfulness to our spouse that God is greater than sex. <laughs> and the pleasures of sex themselves are an overflow of God's own goodness. This pleasure is less than what we will fully in him. What? Oh. We will know fully. <laughs> we will know fully in him at his right hand. And it, it, we will taste something of his very exquisiteness. Wow. Yeah. Like, what? And so that this. That doesn't make any kind of fucking sense whatsoever. No, but this is my favorite line in the okay, entire on, read article. Okay, like preacher, you can do it. This isn't the preacher line, though. This is, oh. this is the, the atheist who's writing it. In other words, all sex with a partner is a threesome because God's inviting himself in. <laughs> kinky. So God is a kinky pervert 
that wants to be part of all of our sex. Cool. See, I'm okay with that. Yeah, That's I was going to say. Okay, so... See, I don't know if I can't do the whole preacher you can, thing because I don't don't have enough experience with church. <laughs> I don't, I don't have- <laughs> Sex is made for the glory of Christ. You are so good. for the Christ exalting glory of covenant keeping faithfulness in marriage and for the glory of Christ exalting chastity in singleness. What? <laughs> It is always good. Sex is always an occasion to show that the giver of sex is better than sex. What? The giver of sex is better than sex? That's what it says. So I guess like the creator. Oh, oh, the creator of sex. Yeah. This is so dumb. This is like the (laughs) dumbest thing that anyone has ever said in the history of time. Well, you know what? That guy makes more money than you and I combined times the power of Ted. Oh, Totally. You know, so then it goes on to say, best part about sex with God, you know he'll have a second coming. (laughs) (laughs) Like you didn't know. (laughs) Wow. So he goes on, so this is the writer part. He goes on to say, his statements are just jam-packed with nonsense. So you could make a three-way Christ porn and it would be, you know, like Santa comes twice this year. Yeah, and it would be exalting God. It'd be like Christ comes whenever he wants. Christian porn. Oh my God, why does that not exist? (laughs) I'm sure it does. (laughs) If it doesn't, we'd better write it now so we can cash in on that freaking money train. Sheesh. I'm sure by the time that we got that done and got it shot, somebody probably shoot us. It would probably be Florida, man. Oh, I know. Totally. So, oh, and then this goes, actually, it's ironically, it brings us back to that Duggar guy. It says, Piper, ironically, is the favorite pastor of many of the Duggars. Okay. Which I guess means when Josh Duggar was sleeping with those porn stars, he was just trying to spread the faith. <laughs> <laughs> well, why the hell not? You know, if God loves a three-way, why wouldn't he love a three-way with a porn star? Yeah, there you go. I'd probably be a little bit more exciting for the yeah. for God, I suppose. <laughs> We're going to get some hate mail. That's okay. I don't mind. Okay, so next up on our podcast, in a complete, like, 180-degree turn. Unless you want us to keep going on about God and sex and sex and God and how it all goes wrong. I feel like we've exhausted it. No, we have. We have. So let's go on to something a little more highbrow. How's that? Yeah. And now for something completely different. (laughs) Nice segue. BBC has this article called I Have Exploding Head Syndrome. I'm actually quite fascinated by this. I am too. So it goes on to say um, it's a strange, unpleasant, and su- it's, un- it's strange, unpleasant, and surprisingly common. Helen Thompson talks to a man whose head regularly explodes mm-hmm. and discovers how the condition might explain some unexpected experiences, perhaps even. Alien abductions. I was just trying. What what's that movie that the head explosion? Is that Scanners? Yes. Yes. It is. Scanners. Yeah. yeah. Then but that's ta- like we're, we're not talking scanner style head. Explosion. Yeah. Not like a literal like yeah. your head explodes open no. and you know your brain yeah. pops out. This is more. Um, it's a physiological. A f- it's a feeling inside the person's head. So, and this is the way this person describes it. There's this sudden crescendo of noise. Then a profound and jarring explosion of sound, electrical fizzing, and a bright flash in my vision, like someone has lit a spotlight in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And that's how Niels Nielsen, oh, his parents are horrible. 
<laughs> I know that's not very nice, huh? That's how Niels Nielsen describes what it's like to live with exploding head syndrome, an unpleasant and sometimes terrifying sensation. But what's interesting to me is this happens in a liminal state, like in yeah. a hypnagogic state. And, yeah. and then it's when all of the neurons fire at once. Like, which, Yeah, which I can't even... I have never experienced this. I've experienced a lot of other... Um, different phenomena in limin- in liminal states, but not I've, this one. I've had something similar to this, but not as extreme as they're describing. I, like, the types of stuff that I've had, and the first time I remember this happening, I was a kid, and I was, I remember I was actually, I had had nightmares all night, so I was, I had gone from my bedroom to my parents' bedroom, and I was sleeping between them in the bed, and all of a sudden, I was woken up by, like, a loud sort of clanging gong sound Mm -hmm. and I sat bolt upright in bed and when I opened my eyes and I looked into the room the whole room was filled with geometric patterns Hmm. twirling in the air like triangles and Mm -hmm. squares and circles and all these weird sort of glowing neon patterns spinning out everywhere and I remember thinking like my god I've lost my mind like you know like so you know it was really weird and I thought I was totally awake and then I just fell right back to sleep again. And ever since then, I've had nothing quite as that severe. Yeah. But I've had weird moments where I'm, like, lying in bed and, and I do get this, like, there's a loud noise. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, it's not just a noise, it's someone saying my name. Really? Yeah. Well, but when I wake creepy. up, there's nobody in the room saying my name. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't Weird. had that, but I've had what they call <clears throat> old hag syndrome, where oh. you, you wake up over and over again, and it feels like you've got the pressure on your chest. Mm-hmm. And the worst time... I mean, I, I've had this happen a lot all, all through my life, and the worst time was at a mutual friend of ours here in L.A., of all places. It wasn't in any of the castles in Europe, but it wasn't anywhere intensely creepy. But I was at a mutual, staying at a mutual friend of ours' house, and... In the dream, I woke up and I could hear these people talking. And in dream logic, I could see these three people behind the door. And they're looking, like, through the door key to to where I'm sleeping. Hmm. And I can smell this terrible sulfur smell. Oh, weird. And I thought I had woken up from that dream because I woke back up and I was in the bed. And as I'm laying there looking up at the ceiling there's a pressure on my chest and something is shoving the bed covers into my mouth oh my god and i creepy can't breathe and i'm like and i'm trying to move and i'm trying to claw them off and it's clawing at me and then i wake up again and when i wake up again there was a schoolyard that was that like abutted to this apartment and i can hear this noise even though there's nobody in the schoolyard because it's the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and it sounds like tape running backwards. It's like... Oh, weird. And I was laying there, and I can't move, and I'm looking at the ceiling, and I'm forcing myself to wake up, and this noise is getting louder and louder, and finally I look up, and words start to form across the ceiling. Oh, and I'm, be. like, reading the words, and then I finally snapped out of it. But oh, it was weird. So, that it was so intensely scary that it was one of the few times where I've gotten up and I was like walking around touching things just to make sure they didn't move. <laughs> right, just right. Just to make like, sure like this something is reality. else. Yeah, like <laughs> this is reality. Like walking around the apartment very quietly, touching things, going, okay, all oh right, I am back here now. But yeah, it's, it can be intensely scary. 
But we have a shout out because uh, our English correspondent, our correspondent in England, um, sent this the other day, and I have to say it's pretty funny. Okay. It's, but we're just giving it a shout out because it's a visual thing, so you know, go look at it at your leisure and amusement and have a good time. And here's the address. It is things my dick does dot tumblr dot com. <laughs> Give the little description. Okay, things my dick does. I've always wondered what my dick does in in the times he's up before I am. He must get so bored waiting for me to wake up. Happens every day. Poor little guy. Feel free to say hello to the little guy via inbox, and you can email him at thingsmydickdoes at gmail.com. And it goes on. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's really funny. It's these, like, little... Um, things my dick does vignettes. Yeah, there are these little photos, and it's this guy's dick, and he's got little arms and a little face, and, you know, he's, like, slicing, he's carving a pumpkin. <laughs> um, let's see, what else is he doing? He's got a little top hat on. Um, it's cute. It's funny. It's very funny. It's very silly. Hey, you know what, though? He's got a pet possum that he's snuggling <laughs> I love, with. I love the possum. He's dressed up as the mummy for Halloween. <laughs> he's exploding through a cake, as one does. So Come on, this guy has such a good time. I think it's hilarious. It's totally Come hilarious, on. and his little penis looks so happy all the time. So you guys have to check it out. It's freaking hilarious. Thingsmydickdoes.tumblr.com. And it should be a book, really. I know. This I, should be I, a coffee. I would have that on my coffee table. Absolutely. This guy, I hope this guy gets a book deal because it's freaking hilarious to me. Yeah, he's done a good job with it. Kudos. It's, Kudos to you, Things My Dick Does. Yeah. Woohoo. Okay, so I think that's it for this episode. Indeed. Wow, so, we really, like, went off on some... Crazy tangents. But. Yes. We'll have to cut most of those. Probably. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Well, uh, it's been wicked. Ciao.